0: We are developing students for the industry, career and technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young
1: people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career.
0: They'll have a better
1: idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school.
2: There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County
1: hello hello and welcome to another edition of henrico cte now i am rashawn garnett and with me i have mike roberts and today we are playing another home game mike we've been inside uh, the CTE offices before, and we are here again, okay? And uh, I want to remind you guys, check us out on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all at the handle Henrico CTE, and uh, check out the website, com to stay up to date with us. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast.
3: You can find the podcast on our home base is anchor.com, or you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, all of the major uh, podcast venues, and it's growing Every week, adding yeah. another one, add another one, add another one.
1: Yeah, yeah you got to grow. Exponential growth. But and the growth, growth is not going not good. It's We're going really, really right. well. Okay. And uh got some, a pair of guests for you guys for your listening pleasure uh, here today. I'm going to have them introduce themselves now. Uh, I don't know who I want to go first. Maybe I have not play rock, paper, scissors or something to maybe decide they're doing it. <laughs> oh, I should have got a picture of that one. <laughs> we should a picture of it, but you guys could have seen it. And uh, I'm not sure who won, guys. Who Who won? Who's going to go first? All right. All right. We'll start over here. So first and last name and title, and then we'll get into the grilling. I'm Justin White. I work for a company called
2: Bonnets, Inc., and I'm a project consultant. All right. And now?
0: My name is Kathy Case. I'm co-founder of Takeoff Co. LLC.
1: All right, and I want to start off by saying, guys, thank you guys so much for coming out and hanging out with us inside the CTE offices, inside the CTE lair, as Mike calls it. It's like our CTE our, bat cave, our
3: subterranean back cave. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I want to get you guys' opinion on something that you guys recently attended, dealing with Enrico CTE, um, and that was our, our Life Ready Expo. So, um, what were some of your opinions on the Life Ready Expo, guys, and uh, you know the attendance? And maybe why an event like that is important.
2: I think it was very well attended. Um, It definitely exceeded my expectations. I thought the wide variety of community support and companies that were there was far more impressive than you know we
1: used to have. career day
2: when I attended Henrico <laughs> County Public Schools. Oh yeah,
1: that's right. You you do did go to Henrico County Public yep. Schools. What uh school? J.R. Tucker. J.R. Tucker. Okay. Yeah, I know a little bit about J.R. Tucker. I went to Henrico. Okay. And Mike didn't go to Henrico I County went public to Chesterfield. <laughs> but my cousin went to Tucker. Well but you got here as close you got here as fast as you could. <laughs> See there is that you know it's making a it's career out of forty years. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, Kathy, so what was your opinion on the Life Ready Expo attendance? Uh you know, maybe the message that Possibly parents and kids could have gotten when they came out on that night?
0: I was really impressed with the way the students showed up. You know, some of them were dressed in suits, um, armed with resumes, really looking for opportunities, not just looking for college careers, but other avenues that they could explore. And the fact that the parents were um, supporting them and looking at those other opportunities was amazing because I think that's one of the biggest problems in our industry is that too many parents are directing their children directly to college. Right. So it was really nice to see the parents participating and looking at other options.
1: So how do you see, from a business standpoint now, how do you guys see like, your business, I guess, or businesses benefiting from attending a program or you know, an event like that?
0: Well, I think that it's really important for businesses in general In our industry, to participate and partner with schools to promote jobs because of the same reason people are geared toward college. And I think, um, you know, with the group that we had at the event. We had manufacturers, we had a floor covering company, and myself trying to explain that getting into flooring doesn't mean that you're on your hands and knees. Right, there's other opportunities in the industry besides just installing.
3: Mm-hmm. I think that with the um It's important for business different to any type of business right now because there's so many businesses that are they're having trouble finding new people to come in as they grow, especially right now with the economy. They're trying to grow and they're having trouble growing because they can't find people to employ to even train if they're not trained in their industry to be able to come and to come and work for them. And these um, in the the expo, I think, was a great opportunity for businesses to get out in front um, and do something different. Uh, I know a lot of places have career fairs and stuff, but I mean, this was geared towards everything from middle schoolers to high schoolers. Right. So you had kids that were looking at apprenticeship opportunities, internships, and then the, the seniors, the junior seniors looking for summer time employment, or even looking for a step into their career, you know, something they had done in one of the programs here that made them ready through a certifications or licenses or what, and providing them with that ability to step right into their career or to college that, and they've gotten some, training go to college then go to their career
1: right and what better way to do that than to actually be right there in front of the businesses and be able to ask them questions about their day-to-day on the topic of careers we like to talk about career paths on this show don't we Mike oh yeah so I want you guys to tell me about your career paths, so we're going to start with Justin and then get to you, Miss Kathy. Case, how did you, how did you get to where you are today? And Justin, this is special for us because you came out of Henrico County Public Schools, dude. Yeah. So we want yeah. to hear your path, man. Share your testimony with well, us about I mean, how you got
2: to where you are. You know, I had uh, I had Marshall Turner, and he was a drafting teacher at Tucker back then, and he sounded a lot like Foghorn Leghorn. but us <laughs> let, let us. Uh, <laughs> let us down the path and taught us how to do things right i mean cad was relatively you know a new expansion and and that sparked my interest um in reading blueprints but i started off uh, my career in the construction industry by digging holes um you know nothing glamorous but it was fun and it was self-gratifying because you would show up and we would start off on a bare piece of dirt, and we'd dig holes, and then at the end of the day, there'd be a deck.
1: You know, and that, that's something we always hear about uh, anything really in the skilled trades uh, um, fields, where we talk to professionals and they say it's uh, so self gratifying mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. years later you can even see come back and say, "Hey, I worked on that."
3: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, my, my, father was, you know, a tradesman for the the longest time, and so I get to still at this my age go. Point out people say, Oh, my dad worked on that building and, you know, was a crane operator on this and did that. You know, it's just really cool. Yeah. We'll my gran-
1: my grandfather, he was actually had his own construction business. So I mm-hmm. could oh, go yeah. around different areas in Richmond and say, Hey, grandpa worked on that. Grandpa, you know, he did some moving work on that as well. But sorry, Justin. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead and continue
2: down the road. I think that's a, a big part of it. You know, I mean, so many things today are involved in the computer and, I don't know I, I don't get the same gratification on doing something on the computer as when i get out there and actually do it right and then you know so that worked for me and you know i i honed my carpentry skills and eventually i didn't have to carry post hole diggers every day and, <laughs> um you know started swinging hammers um then you know i decided okay well I've, I've kind of conquered this and and built several homes and and worked on renovations um and I was like, okay, well, well, what's the next step and how can I grow this? And I, I got help from a recruiter and he called me and wanted me to come talk to this company called Bonnets. And he described them to me, to me and I went and met with them and I decided to come on for them as an estimator. You know, I mean, I took the drafting classes in high school. I had read blueprints in the field as a carpenter. Um, I'd also taken some some classes at John Tyler Community College. okay. Um, and that's where the recruiter had gotten my name from because I was on the list there. and you know, worked my way through estimating. I think I, I got pretty good at it. and um, <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, what's the next step? And that that's one of the things I think that that gets lost in the the trades. you know, people look at a trade and say, okay, well, you're gonna do this, okay? You're you're in the carpet business. You're gonna lay carpet,
1: right? And, and that's, you, that's all you gotta do it, the rest of your life. Right. There's no, you know, that's the ceiling, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And there,
2: there's this this whole series of of different processes that that it takes to get your carpet laid, um, and being able to see which one of
1: those fits the best for you, I think, is really cool. Awesome, awesome story there, Justin. All right, what about you, Miss Case? <laughs> Career path for us, please, on go CTE now. <laughs> well,
0: ironically, I did go to college, not anything related to construction. I went to school for international finance. Started out as an accounting major, and so the summer before I started college, I had an opportunity to start doing bookkeeping. Figured it was the natural path, and through college, I continued to do the bookkeeping, and um, Even though I was away at school, I was able to do it remotely and then went into banking. And just as I was getting ready to graduate from college, my dad was really looking to semi-retire. And I made the decision to come into a tile business. Um, I learned how to do estimating from a four-page pamphlet from Dodge McGraw-Hill, taking out his old estimates and comparing them to the work that I did. It was very intricate, it had a lot of detail, so it really taught me how to read the blueprints, how to do the estimates, and it grew from there. Um, I've done the bookkeeping, I've done estimating, I've done installation, I've done project management, sales, the whole gamut. Um, Over the years, I've refocused and just about 10 years ago, decided I just wanted to do estimating. And the reason for it is because with the way that the industry has changed, particularly over the last 20 years, there's not the training, first of all, for estimating, and estimating is really the first step toward the process for a company to really capture the scope of the work. Reading blueprints is not enough, though. You have to actually interpret them. And with my skills from having been in the field, both from installing and running installers and working with architects and general contractors, it gave me that strength to be able to interpret drawings really well and teach other people to do it. So that's where my path had led me to the estimating. Through the years of running estimating teams, one of the biggest challenges was always keeping up with the workflow so earlier this year i decided to go off on my own and create a company that was dedicated to be a resource for flooring companies when they're short on estimating for whatever reason it could be because their estimators on vacation and estimators quit they have um, more than normal workflow it was intended to be that resource to fill that gap, so that a flooring company can continue to support their clients with proposals.
1: All right. So, what what you do right now is basically you help the estimators uh, manage some of their their load. Is that is that, is that correct?
0: I'm um, help. I work as a contract estimating service to flooring companies. Okay, got you. Currently, there we've actually started getting requests from other um general contractors to help them with budgets but right now our focus is on the flooring industry
3: okay i think you know what you said but you know you did go to college but you know you found out that because of things in life that happen Mm -hmm. that you don't always end up where you thought you were going to be and i think a lot of people you can go to and say and a lot of people that i've met have said you know yeah i went to college i'm not doing anything related to what my studies were you know they they something else stepped in front of them and it was a great opportunity for them to go and do something a lot of times it's something that's very different and it's 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 interesting that I hear that over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, you know, like it certainly seems like it's more of a journey than anything, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, just kind of trying things here and trying things there. So I, I kind of want to ask, when was that aha moment where you're like, okay, I'm in the right spot? Uh, both of you guys can answer this question. So when did you know, like, yes, this is where I'm supposed to be? Because I think a, a big question uh, for a lot of the kids coming out of high school or even out of colleges, you know, how can I fit into this into the world where is my place into the world so when did you guys figure out that you know this place where I am in the flooring industry is is what I want to do
0: mine was pretty early on I mean I like Justin kind of got the gratification from seeing a blank slate and then building something you know it's it's real easy to measure your progress when you're talking specifically about flooring because you come in there's nothing there you walk out and you've got a great Looking finished. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it it was early on, uh, probably yeah. just a year or two into the business.
3: Did you have any apprehension? You know, coming from college, and going, I spent all this money and all this time. I've gone into the family business. Did you ever think back, going, you know, what would have been if I had not gone this way, or did you look at it as in, this is really great? I this uh, you don't even there's no second thoughts.
0: I am grateful for the career that I've had. Um, I won't say that I don't ever think about it, but I don't look at it with regret. Right. Fortunately for me, when I went to college, we're talking about $5,000 a year <laughs> including room and board. Oh, a lot so, of people thinking,
1: gosh, I wish I had that now. <laughs> $5,000 a I year, I think that's a big
0: part of why I like to train people uh-huh. to give them the opportunity to have a good paying career without that debt because I'm not the one that's Carrying a six-figure debt and trying to find a job that can pay for it. So,
3: I think this what people need to realize is, especially the young people, is that that how many opportunities are out there, and a lot of times it's where they want the the direction they want to go. They didn't realize that that there are so many opportunities, but companies want to bring them in and you know train them, and in many cases even pay for them to go to school, and and not end up going. In a you know a lot of it's the kids that go to college and they don't know what they want to do yet right you know but they don't bother to explore they want to ma- some major
1: the, in four years That's, exactly I mean, so they're no, all no real specific they're concentrating
3: major. On so much on school mm-hmm. versus where do I want to be afterwards right they never even get to that point until they're done and then they're then they're looking and they've spent all this money and they can't find the job that they they feel that's going to be make them happy.
1: Right. You got you to gotta attack life with a plan, right? Yeah. You know, you don't want to just go to college just to go to college. You don't want to really just do anything just to do it. You want to have some type of end result from it. So, Justin, when was that aha moment for you when you were like, ah, this is the right right place for me to be?
2: I would say it was probably about the same timeline, about a year or two. Um, I mean, just it takes about that long to understand all the details in any industry that you go to. I mean, you can touch the surface within the first six months, but – about year one, two, somewhere in there, you really start to comprehend what it is you're doing and all the parts and pieces. And I realized that oh, I happen to be good at this. I think, it's, <laughs> I think, it, I well, think being it's, good at it doesn't hurt. Ain't yeah, it? That yeah, helps. never, never hurts <laughs> I mean, at all. Um, but but you also get a sense of accomplishment. You know, I, I remember I, I, the first time that I helped pick out products that went into a building, and then I estimated it and. Everybody went, yeah, we like that. And then I got to see it installed. And it was like, wow, this is really cool.
1: Yeah, so just generally a good feeling. So how have you guys, you guys both have been in the flooring industry for quite some time. How have you guys seen the flooring industry grow and expand, as it were? Or evolve over time, you know? I think Is there any evolution? (laughs) (laughs) There is most definitely evolution
2: in our business, and I think that's the proper term for it. I mean, you look at when I first started, the The modular carpet tiles were coming out, and people were scared, or, you know, well, why would I go with that? We've been using this product forever, and it works great. And, wow, that's really expensive. And I would say our business in 2007 was probably about 80% roll goods, 20% carpet tile. Now that's completely flopped wow. to the point where... We just redid our warehouse and I had six carpet racks for roll carpet. I now have one. Oh, wow. Um, You know, I think also the reduction of solvents and other red list chemicals in our products is a major evolution. They've gone close, closed loop recycling to get more recycled content and dealing with that. I mean, there were struggles with it, but it's really amazing now that you can get this product That's half the weight of
1: what the carpet used to be, and it still performs. Nice. Um, So that's the biggest amount of evolution, just really, like, in the product in itself and, I guess, the flooring and carpeting technology?
2: Well, I mean, yeah, the products have evolved, and that has caused our installers to have to evolve. evolve. I mean, the the way that carpet – or, I guess, carpet really – hasn't changed the terrible amount <laughs> you know it still gets glued to the concrete but um the glue's changed but it, it works um i guess in in the vinyl technologies and and having to deal with moisture and concrete you know when we had solvents in our adhesives we didn't care how much moisture vapor was transmitting through the slab and today that's the first thing we check when we get on the job we drill a hole and make sure that there's not too much moisture vapor coming through because if there is our glues won't work
3: so it's a lot more complex than it ever has been hmm but you know the technologies
2: that have come out you know glues are getting stronger now there's there's mitigation products that you have to put down um, if the glues aren't going to be strong enough but the 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 technology that is involved in everything from um, your sheet vinyl to your porcelain to I mean microband microband is everywhere
1: What's micro? Yeah, what's microbe It's a it,
2: It's a it's a bacteria inhibiting um, agent. Agent, and it's it's on the surface of a ton of tiles. It's mixed in with mortars and grouts, so that if moisture becomes present, it it can't grow mold. It will oh, not okay. support oh, got you. the growth of mold. Um, and that's just something little that used to be you know a few products had it on, as a sticker on their bag and now y- you walk through you know it's any, everywhere any kind of um supply house and you're just like oh that has microband oh that has
3: microband
0: it's easier to try to find or harder to find the stuff that doesn't have microband, microband. right <laughs> that's pretty much the problem
3: it sounds like it's, it's become the standard
1: yeah it sounds like it's really really handy uh something that will mitigate mold i guess like Which, that
3: because everybody's worried about that right now And so many because it's that's all we're talking about is you know mold remediation companies now and it's something well, you I never mean, saw 20 years ago a- probably hey a-, a lot of people have uh
1: s- severe allergies to oh, those yeah. type of things all right guys on the topic of uh different jobs and different careers let's talk about variety in the flooring industry right so talk about some different jobs or you know outside of just being an installer or maybe being an installer and where can an installer, starting as an installer, take you?
0: Back in the 80s, I had an installer working for me. Uh, wasn't even 30 years old, had a knee injury, couldn't work again. And it was a tough thing to transition from installation back then into any other career in the industry. But we convinced a manufacturer of a setting materials um, product line to hire him as a tech rep. Prior to that, you had to have a college degree and preferably either an architect or a designer because they felt that they were always talking to that audience. But together with the original salesman from that company, we convinced management to try an installer because when they go to show the product, they know how to mix it, they know how to talk to the installers. So
1: from experience, right? I mean,
0: exactly. Um, it actually became the model for them to find. Uh, tech reps for their company so there are a lot of opportunities that have developed over the years to be able to transition from installation and that's one of the things that you know people don't understand and that's why i liked the life expo um event because you could explain to people that you just need to get your foot in the door right that doesn't mean that you're stuck in that. And right. if you take the time to look around you and see other opportunities and develop your skills for those opportunities, you can go much further. There's There are tech reps or installers that have gone into tech rep, gone into manufacturing sales as well, um, gone into project management for a flooring company it it's all a matter of what you like to do and you really have to take your passion to that level so that you utilize it because when you're working in your passion it's not work
3: right it's and plus you know beings that you've you're from the industry you know versus somebody who came out of college cold you know yeah they got a college degree but they've not been in the industry and you're going to put them in sales or put them in, in what? bring somebody up who's been there who's been through the changes and and actually did the work and you know to me that just seems like it'd be a somebody that you would want I would rather have a salesman that knew the product and had installed the product and has is familiar with all those different products. I would rather talk with them than somebody who I, mean, I just read the I read the book on the product.
1: <laughs> Dude, I, I mean that's like a it's like a totally different uh, level of experience that you're bringing to the table. It Was a tech representative job that you were mm-hmm. just talking about right there. And uh, Justin, you mentioned like a lot of people think that the ceiling is really really low for folks who get into really any, any skilled trades, trades yeah. aside from you know flooring included but from what Kathy's saying it sounds like that ce- ceiling's only raising right as technology grows more job uh, job opportunities are are becoming available
0: you set your own ceiling yeah
3: mm-hmm. so with the the trades situation that I'm sure everybody's familiar with you know we're seeing so many the numbers just climbing on how many open positions there are there's nobody um it's they're having businesses and contractors from everything from building houses to doing i'm certain in the flooring industry to trying to find that person to come in as your business is growing because you need more people you need more bodies to get in there to do the work um seeing that in the trade industry do you what do you, What is it that do you think that that companies are doing or not even doing that they should be when it comes to attracting more people into those industries? Is it something that's happening at the school level or the parents level, you know, letting the kids explore these areas? Or is it something at the business level that's not attracting the new people into the different industries?
0: I think part of the problem is that, you know, back 30, 40 years ago, people traditionally you know would follow the family route so mm-hmm. you would have fathers grandfathers sons daughters whatever working in a trade that's not happening now so that's part of the problem because there was a natural s- resource
1: so we kind of lost the tradition of it is that what you're saying Of following it? because
0: in? too many people were trying to direct their kids to college to have a better life have a better career um so because that resource has pretty much dried up, um, businesses need to partner with school systems to promote the business. It's not fair to assume that a school should have to do it by themselves because you can talk to the kids forever, but if there's not a place for them to go, it's not going to be attractive. Exactly. And I think, uh, especially, one of the things that I love about being in Richmond is what MAC has done with his program because he really does drive it home and connect the businesses with the students and give them an opportunity to see op- um, what they could do with their lives not just for today but for the future
1: right. you want to weigh in on that justin uh you know what do you think could remedy this uh i guess trade industry deficit that we are in
2: right now well i think we have to change the narrative i mean for so long it's been college, 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 and if you don't go to college – I mean, I remember telling my mother I wasn't going to college. She cried.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> you know, because, oh,
2: if you don't go to college, what what's going to happen to you? Um, and I think that's a, a pretty common narrative in most households. I think as an industry of all trades, we need to – I don't want to say combat, but I can't think of a, another word. Compete. Yeah, we need to compete with the colleges i mean the colleges have a very lucrative thing hey come here you know look we've got all these organizations that you can be a part of you can learn about yourself you can
1: figure yourself mm, out that's really true because i or, mean you got to say you know for
2: what, the what low, you guys low price offer? of thirty thousand dollars a year <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if, you're
0: if, you're yeah. if, if you're lucky if
2: you're lucky if you're lucky if you're lucky right
3: i just read an article saying that they're expecting the first You know, you've got the elite colleges, the Ivy Leagues, that are already $100,000 a year, but you've got regular colleges now that are pushing that line, and they're saying that it won't be in the next few years where that happens. And when that happens, everybody's going to be scrambling for that line. So it's, you know, yeah, it's $30,000 a year now. What about later? So I I
1: think what you're getting after, Justin, is that you guys have to promote yourselves in a way to show the students why it's important to, to come here, right? You know what I mean? You know, we yeah, have this to um,
2: offer, or, you know. I mean, for the, for the students listening, I mean, in, in this state, we struggle for master sheet vinyl mechanics, okay? I want you to think about the number of hospitals that you pass in this state. All of those hospitals have at least six operating rooms. It takes normally two mechanics and two helpers at minimum to replace an OR in a timely fashion. Um, there's 12 Master certified sheet vinyl mechanics in the Commonwealth of Virginia,
3: Ooh, in the 12? whole state. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow! Wow! Guess. That really kind of you know, they're, they're, they're brings <laughs> talk it home. About job
0: security. Yeah. Talk yeah, about they're, job
2: security. <laughs> their average maybe even naming your price. Their average age is fifty six. There's oh, the other man. end of the issue is how many out. are
3: aging out, and yeah. there's you, you're you're fighting the front end and bringing in new people because you're growing and then you've got the back end fight you got the, everybody that's retiring and we still you need more so it's a double issue double ed oh my gosh i mean and so so we have to
2: do a better job of communicating these needs and and showing the kids partnering with the school systems and, and getting in there with events like the life expo and and being involved in cte to show them hey look yeah we've got these great opportunities for you, just like college. I mean, if you want to go to college, th- there's nothing wrong with it. Absolutely nothing wrong with um, it. But. but there's
1: also this avenue, and, you know, you may like this too. Right. You know, a lot of a lot of what we, we try to do on this show is, is to let people know that, you know, both of these options are viable as long as you have a plan. You know yeah. what I mean? We want you mm-hmm. to leave high school enrolled enlisted or employed with some type of plan. That's Mac's favorite thing, mm-hmm. favorite mantra to, to quote, one of his favorite ones, and it's very, very true. We want these kids to have some type of path.
3: Which, which is exactly why they should be considering, if it's not, a, you know, you've got, here in Henrico County, You've got your comprehensive CTE courses that you can be taking at middle and high school. And then you've got the A Center programs. And those are can help you figure out where you want to go. Where's your place in the right. world going to be versus just graduating from high school and going, <laughs> uh, eeny, meeny, money which college is going to accept me and then what am I going to take? Right. You know, have an idea on what it is you want to do if you're going to college. Have an idea on what you want to do if you're not going to college or even if you're if you're going to college, where are you going to end up afterwards? Mm-hmm. Are you taking the proper coursework? Is the college going to tell you where you need to go? Or do you need to figure that yourself so that you're going, you know, taking what you should be taking? How many people have graduated college? And they can't find the job because of the studies, their graduation, their you know what they finish with their degree. There's the word I was looking for: degree. (laughs) Degree. There he is. You found it. (laughs) (laughs) Is your degree going to help you get something beyond working at Starbucks? Yeah. You know, you you see it so often. You look at the age group of the people that working at Starbucks, and you just feel for them. It's like, what could they have done if they had gotten some better guidance? So it's just you got well, to take I, advantage of these situ- of the situations, things that are laid out here in front of you. Please, please take advantage of ACE centers and, C- and the CTE courses.
1: Just get general experience anyway so you can have an idea of what you like, what you don't like, and exactly. where you might want to go. It might yeah.
3: even be a situation where you find out what you don't like. Right. That's, that's, a, that's, that's progress. That is perfect. That's, that's perfectly too. fine. So you know yeah. where not to
1: go, <laughs> and it might direct you even further to where you need to go. Justin, you wanted to say something?
3: You know,
2: I, I think we also need to instill in them, you know, the fact of setting goals, you know, not – And not like, okay. Well, in five years, I'm going to make sixty five
1: thousand dollars. It's like how, you know,
2: know, what do you really want? What is your goals? You know, do you do you want to, you know, have a beach house? Do you want to have you know, uh, a house in the suburbs? Do you want to live in the country? Do you want to live in a flat in the city? Um, And and tailoring what you do for work, and find you know combining that with what you want. Out of life. I yeah. mean, because that's really what us in the trades, you know, one of the, the nice things that I think we have is the the freedom and the exposure. I mean, you know, you can be an estimator. You can be a project consultant. You can be sales, you know, for for manufacturers. There's, there's so many things, tech reps. I mean, just the, the level of exposure that you can get. And apprentice programs work great for that. Because you can really dive in and say, "Okay, well, you know, like for me, I really liked fish. Okay, well, if I go down this path, how much time do I have to go
3: fishing?" <laughs> things that, That's, having, things a that That's be, having a plan. That's uh, having a plan considered, right? <laughs> I mean, the the, the situation with um, everybody thinks that they can't start planning their career until they got their diploma right. from college. That's not when How it starts, many, though. And we we see we see hear stories every day about where students before somebody would have graduated college, they've already bought a house. Nobody thinks they can be done. That they, 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 they Somebody can't graduate from from high school and get a job and be buying a house anytime soon. Right. But we see it over and over again. They get into an industry that they enjoy, that they love, and they're growing with it, and they're making you know they're making a really good salary. And next thing you know, with a little planning they're buying that first house before their friends who went to college have graduated and they don't have the debt again not knocking college but is it right for you right you got to
1: make sure it's right for you you got to make sure you're going down the right path we are talking to Kathy Case and Justin White both professionals in the flooring industry and it appears in life as well <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh, Kathy I wanted to mention that you are part of what Naywick right so tell us a little bit about what that is
0: So NAWIC is an organization dedicated to women in the construction industry. Um, The intention is to provide a resource to help for professional development and education for the women in the organization, but it goes much further because we get involved in the community for a number of different things. Um, We're involved with bringing to different levels of schools the opportunities that exist in construction through fun fun and challenging different ways we do a lego competition for elementary school kids where they're given legos and they get to build something and there's actual um trophies as well as awards for that the middle school we do a design build competition where they design a home they build a model they have A a number of different things that they have to go through including keeping daily reports like you would on a regular construction site who's on the job who's doing what what's the weather the whole bit Um, and then that gets judged at the end of the year as well
3: we've we've covered that before that event and but I didn't realize it was that in-depth that's great
0: it is it is and it's really intended for them to understand all the steps Um, and then the last competition is for high school students where they do a CAD competition. And again, they're given a certain challenge. Every year it's different, so this way it's not boring and monotonous. Um, And then each one of these levels go to a national competition. Actually, I think it's just Lego and CAD. (laughs) Um, They're still working on trying to get the middle school competition to go national, but the other two. And in addition to that, we also give out Last year I think it was $15,000 in scholarships. And the important thing about the scholarships are they're not just for people going to college. They're also given to people who are going into apprenticeship programs or going to work nice. in the trades. If you need yeah. tools, you need work boots, whatever it I is gu- that I you I guess made. those
1: things can be expensive at times
3: too.
0: Oh, <laughs> Mike, Mike Rowe
3: has a, uh, a scholarship program that's this exact same way. Yep. It's not about college, it's about apprenticeships and, and tools and
0: all that other stuff. So it, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that students really recognize or understand that that exists. Um, we try to get that word out as much as possible. Um, certainly, guidance counselors in the area are aware of it, and it gets all the applications get sent out typically in January. But it, it there's like I said, it's about fifteen thousand dollars a year that we give out. Oh wow, that,
1: that certainly does not hurt. And you know that that is a common occurrence. Actually, a, a lot of kids don't realize how much money is literally sitting around waiting for the. Try to apply for when they're trying to actually go to college. Exactly. Um, There's like whole websites out now that I wish were out when I was in high school, Mm -hmm. um, dedicated to getting you college grants, college
3: scholarships, and things like that. But it's nice to see that there's some that are also geared towards other things other than college too. For the so that it's it's kind of balancing it out a bit. Yeah.
0: We also don't base it necessarily. It's not a grade based thing. It's it's based on need as well. Okay. Oh, awesome. It's not that you have to be a straight-A student to get this scholarship.
3: (laughs) So um, what do you see as something that um, CTE can do to attract more young women into the different trades?
0: Um, I can answer that in general, but I will say that CTE, CTE and Henrico does an amazing job. I mean, I think that the fact that you're going and talking to students in the middle school is key because oftentimes by the time kids are getting into high school they have started forming ideas in their head correct so if you can make them aware of the opportunities at the middle school level you have a better shot at them considering the uh, trades as careers or into uh, construction in general
3: yeah I've, I've always said that you know by the time they get to high school the, the parents if the parents don't have it the kids have already got their schedule their plan <laughs> for the four <laughs> years all planned out which is which makes it hard for us when we're starting recruiting for the ace centers it's not till their 10th grade to start the 11th the 12th mm-hmm. and so that brings true <laughs> yeah i mean but how
1: in the world do we change the perception from skilled trades in particular to being you know a a man a male only sport right you know you see uh Uh, Programs like you guys have uh, with NAWIC, Uh, but how do we change the perception of we've had a couple uh, good students come through some of our programs? Oh my gosh, electricity, Izzy, and then we have another young lady in masonry who was doing excellent work. Yeah, we had had a
3: senior last year and now the the new one this year. Great, and both in masonry, two great young women, both women, but also both
1: like the only girls or one of two girls in their classes. So, how can we? You know, I guess change the narrative. I think that's a popular theme of this show. Change the narrative of you know, skill trade jobs are you know that's that's only for the guys.
0: We work together with the National Education Foundation (NEF). Um, we help s- sponsor them, and we help sponsor people to go through programs there. Um, every month, we have our monthly meetings where we have a speaker that will talk to different topics. And twice a year we'll have regional conferences. Once a year we have a national conference. Again, all education opportunities. Um, again, I'm I'm gonna idolize Naywick Richmond because I've seen <laughs> other offices, I've seen other chapters, and it's it is the reason I'm back in Richmond because they're just amazing. Um, all of those conferences typically have an expense to them, and NAWIC Richmond is dedicated to the members in a way that if you want to attend any of those events, the cost of the conference itself is covered by the local chapter. Oh, wow. Oh. Nice. You have the expense of getting to whatever the location is, but at least the cost of the um, conference is covered. That's huge. That's almost like another
1: level of exposure right there.
0: It's two days of um, lectures, networking. And it's just an amazing opportunity to get together with other women. Um, this year, we actually, for fall conference, had a man sign up for one of uh, for the conference. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> he didn't realize <laughs> she it. caught He's, my expression. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, and he was kind of surprised that he was the only man there. He was like, wait a second. Here. The whole purpose was that his company is focusing on trying to get more women involved. so they're trying to go to more events with gotcha. women. And he really expected not to be the only one, but he said he'd be back, so oh, that's,
3: that's <laughs> so uh, we did
0: something right
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh being with the experience uh, that you've had in skilled trades and uh, maybe you can answer this too, Justin. Just talk about some of the women that maybe you guys have worked with personally and you know you know how you've seen them work and you know what I'm going for here is kind of like you know testimonials as to like actual women that we've seen in actual in the workplace. Working hard. So, any students that listen to this can say, Hey, maybe I can do that too.
2: Well, I think, you know, I've worked with Kathy.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, have you? I, yeah, <laughs> yes. And uh, I, I can tell you, she can get a lot more into the details, which is very crucial uh, than I can. And I, I think, you know, not to be too generalist, but I think women as a whole uh get into the details a little bit better than men do and i think that the partnership there really works well together and i learned a lot from kathy when it comes to the tile setting end of the business when i came in we were focused more on carpet and vinyl and today i mean yesterday i called kathy and i was like what should i do here <laughs> um You know, I I also had experience with a woman named Norma Jean Beacon, and she was a a project consultant for Bonnets for several years, and just the way that she could go in and relate to people and and bring it home for them. And, I mean, yes, we we would win the deal, but it was was about impacting her customers' lives. And I think women can do that in places where men can't. All right. Kathy? Uh, Yep. Go
1: ahead.
0: Sorry. Uh, I could go on with a long list of women. (laughs) Top five. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to give credit to somebody that would probably be amazed Um, Kathy Cloud from Connecticut. She went to school for engineering, taught engineering, and about six or seven years ago came into the flooring industry with her husband. Her husband was in a, an established business, and she's just been amazing with the way that she's connected with the industry. Um, she's very strong in the education, training people, and um, has just done an amazing job in the state of Connecticut with what she's done.
3: Awesome. Uh, Kathy, I've got a, I have was on the, uh, the NAWIC website. Doing research yeah digging deep (laughs) doing some research (laughs) i heard about that (laughs) um i found a quote on there that i was just blown away by and i wanted to read it to you and kind of get uh, some feedback on what you think of it um it says our generation is becoming so busy trying to prove that women can do what men can do that women are losing their uniqueness women weren't created to do everything a man can do. Women were created to do everything a man can't do. What does that say to you?
0: Well, I think Justin's already answered this quite honestly. (laughs) Um, and, And that's a perfect example. I mean, women do tend to pay attention to details. They tend to be more nurturing. So trying to train people in the trades or in the business is going to happen a whole lot better typically with a woman because we're going to address the education in a way that makes sense rather than the way we know it. Right. You know, it mm. I've had to redo my thought process for training because, you know, not everybody learns the same way. And I had to go through that myself just kind of realizing that you know, some people will listen better and some people have to read it better and some people Learn it better through a book, and other people learn it better through doing. So, I think that in general, women tend to be a little bit more um, nurturing and a little bit more patient and detailed.
1: All right, well. All right, guys. Uh, gotta bring the show to a close here. We already ran a couple minutes over <laughs> the intended <laughs> end couple? time, but I want to uh, yeah, a couple, right? <laughs> well, we could
0: have <laughs> kept going. Hey, we could have kept going. <laughs> like
1: this easily easily could have been an hour long show. Oh, but yeah. what I want you guys to do right before we close it, right before we end the conversation segment and we go all into social media and things like that, I want you guys to real quick say, you know, um, give some advice for someone who might want to be break might might want to break into the flooring industry. Right, you're not sure. You know, they may not be sure how to get in, but they, they definitely want to get in. They want to work with their hands. They want to have that satisfaction of saying, you know, I had a hand in putting this together. So some advice that, or that you would give somebody trying to, you know, break into the flooring industry. Well,
2: I think if if
1: a student in
2: high school is, is inclined and in thinking about coming into the trades, uh, the best advice that I could give them is do it. <laughs> Just do it. Um, you know showing initiative goes a long way in our business and I think really in, in any business, no matter whether it requires a college degree or, or not. Um, but go in and do it. You, you are a student. you don't have to have your life figured out before you're 18. you know so if, if you find something that's interesting, you know if you think that it's cool the deck that just got built around the corner from your house, go talk to the guy that built the deck, go dig some holes. You know, go, go check it out and get the exposure to see if you like it, because that's that's what this part of your life is all about and, and learning and growing. And the more you expose yourself to different avenues, the, the quicker you're going to find
1: your path and, and what it is that brings you joy. Solid, solid advice right there. Don't be afraid to fail, guys. Get out there and do it. Failing is learning. Failing is learning. It is. Did you want to say something, Kathy, or did you?
0: Yeah. No, I was just going to say that, you know, in our industry, most owners love to talk to kids. So if you're thinking about it, find somebody in your neighborhood, you know, and I don't mean a house, but if you're thinking about going into flooring, find a flooring company and just ask to talk to them for 15, 20, 30 minutes so that you can get a feel for it. Um, making sure that you are taking drafting classes and making sure that you're strong in Excel and Microsoft Office so that you have an opportunity to grow into other positions. It's, it's just a matter of going out and, and finding out what you wanna do. And the sooner the better. Take advantage of the different career days and talking to businesses. Um, don't think that you have it all. even if you know what you, even if you think, think you right. know what exactly. you're going to do we always think. go right. <laughs> and, and talk to people in that industry I mean I went into college as an accounting major and my first professor I looked at him and said oh my god never <laughs> 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 um, so you know it's, it's really important to take advantage of the resources you have available to you you don't realize that they exist but they're there so just reach out to them
1: Another bit of solid advice, guys. Take heed, take heed, take heed. We want you guys to be successful. Leave enrolled, enlisted, or employed. I want to thank you guys so much uh, to Kathy Case, Justin White, for hanging out with us here in this extended episode <laughs> <laughs> of, of Henrico CTE. Now, I want to remind you guys to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all at the hand, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Check out our website, HenricoCTE.com. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast.
3: You can find the podcast on Anchor.com as our uh, home base. And you can find it on almost probably every other podcast venue out there and some that you don't know.
1: Some that you don't know and some that you might want to try and discover. And the well-known ones like Spotify. Spotify, Apple, Apple Music, Google. All that good um, stuff. So, you know, yeah. a lot of the,
3: a lot of those radio, like radio.com. Yeah. And we're we're getting them on there, too.
1: Yeah. yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So we got you covered anywhere you want to listen, how you want to listen, where you want to listen. No excuse for missing an episode. Exactly. All right. Oh, and
3: make sure, if you're not going to miss, you got to subscribe so you know when the new ones
1: come. Please subscribe so you get notifications whenever a new episode drops. All right, guys, that's it for us, for Justin White, for Kathy Case, for Mike Roberts. I'm Rashawn Garnett. This has been Henrico CTE Now. Thank you so much for joining us. So long, everyone.